the type of jumps they're doing, okay, you really look at it. Some of it's really squat jump, not counter movement jump. So we look at some of those things and whether it's short coupling, long coupling, all that kind of stuff. Um, the endurance factor, because their long program is three minutes, and they sometimes have to hit a quad or a triple towards the end of that. And there's tons of lactate and fatigue. So local muscular endurance versus VO2 max, we worked on that a lot with them. And the, the thing that's the biggest challenge is rotational speed. You'd think doing Russian twists or back extensions and this stuff would help. It doesn't. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of an innate thing they have, but, but it's, the, it's one of the number one factors. It, we, can, we all know we can improve vertical and stuff. And on the ice, it's a little harder, and we've done a good job of it. But getting them to rotate faster and hold that rotation, that's unique. If, you, if someone can figure that out, they're going to make a lot of money. So. Is that just all isometric strength, like hearing you say that? Like, is that almost it's, the same as like a jujitsu person? Pretty, pretty similar. It's in, it's in that. That's the kind of stuff we started doing to just get them to hold that isometrically, and not really worry about the rotate, but just don't come undone, right? Don't, don't change the centrifugal force by coming undone a little bit. The weaker kids come undone a little bit. So we're, we're doing stuff like that, and I mean, anecdotally, it, it worked. You know, for and we've got some twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old figure skaters that are doing pretty well that we're working with between, you know, really hitting those categories, making sure they have enough muscular endurance, which is real mitochondria health in the quads and the glutes. Not, yeah, because we you can have we test their VO2 max and and some of them are off the roof yet they still fatigue two minutes in. How do you test it? What do you, what are you gonna what's your test? Uh, the watt bike. I'll put okay. them on a three-minute. So what we do is we'll take. Uh, body weight in kilograms times five and that number tells me the watts i want you to hold for three minutes body weight in kilograms yep. times five. times five times five yeah is the watts is the watts uh that you want them to hit for three three minutes yeah, hold that hold that i'll have i'll get them to that wattage on the watt bike and i say hold it for three minutes now and it's a pretty brutal test but that what, tells what me bike are you guys using uh, just the WAP, whatever WAP bike is, whatever the nope. the main brand is. Yeah, I like yep. it. I like. Yeah. I, I think it's really good. So I think there's two different things. Same with football. Same with field sports. Same with hockey. You know, VO2 max is one thing, but local muscular endurance, the the, the size and the health of that mitochondria. You know, can you really push limits of fatigue through mu mu local muscular endurance to where they don't fatigue? Like, that's one thing I, I, I take pride in. My athletes don't fatigue. Whether it's a modern-day football player, high school football player, the D, our DNs just go. They have motors, man. They do not quit for four quarters. Our D linemen, it's unbelievable. Our DBs, they're flying around the field because between VO2 max and, and local muscular endurance, I, I take care of that. I think that's very important to, to, to give, give athletes, you know, that type of bucket, right? When I heard you talk about landing the quad, it made me yeah. think strength coaches that love the program um, snap downs. Like, there's yeah. there's no way you're doing snap downs with your athletes. No right? way. Like, no, no, yeah, like no. this just. I mean, because you talked about coming down from a quad on a single yeah. leg on a blade. Like, is there research out there on? The ground reaction forces from landing with that much centrifugal force and rotation, yeah. like. What is it? Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I don't know the exact numbers. What it is, uh, it's pretty high. I mean, I think I, I know on the hamstring and the upper hamstring and the glute, landing off a throw when the girls are being thrown, it's oh, like five gosh, times, yeah. it's like five or six, five or six times body weight. 
Like when you when you see this couple here, Alexa Kernum and Brandon Frazier, when you see him throw her in the air, 15, 20 feet in the air, and she does two, three spins and lands on one foot eccentrically, yeah. Quick break from the show to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out and it helps you be notified when we have new content get released. So again, please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy this content. And with that, let's get back to the show. There's there's some strength that needs to be in that, right? And some timing as well. So right, yeah. Oh my, and yeah. and you know what? Like you're saying all of this, and I I hope all of our listeners are thinking the exact same thing. Like so often. Nobody's like, oh, figure skaters are strong. That's unbelievable oh. strength. Oh, I mean, the, the isometric strength, the concentric strength they have to display uh, is incredible, incredible, plus the athleticism. I mean, it all boils down to, to kind of what Dan Paff was kind of saying in, in, in one of the ones you did recently with him. I think that for any sport or any sporting movement, you have to, or at least the athletic moves, whether it's jumping, running, throwing, kicking, whatever, right? You have to, whether you're a strength coach or you want to be more in the performance coach and, and be all to the athlete where you're measuring everything, like Dan gets that, you know, you know, he gets to cook the whole meal and grocery shop, right, and, hmm. and do that. So um, I think you have to first have a biomechanical model of how you think, you know, within, within guardrails of how this athlete needs to move. And then you need to have a physical model of what types of strengths, what types of elasticity or types of contractions, types of angles they need to get in, right, as well as the biomechanical model. And then you can start playing with what's the limiting factor. Is it a physical factor or a technical factor that's going on here, right? Um, yeah, so, so I think, you know, that's, that's always what I've been lucky enough to be in the industry long enough to <clears throat> have biomechanical guys I can call or have someone that's, world champion figure skaters that are retired you know and talk to them and say what what did you think what was your mechanical model what did you think this jump had to be where the knee has to be where the hands need to be all that type of stuff and and when you study that then you can start looking at things to train right outside of just the general prep stuff so yeah and hearing you say that makes me wonder kind of very similar to you talked about swim being an early specialization gymnastics um, these sports where because it is so specialized do you think that this is one of those sports where if there's another strength coach out there listening they're like hey um, or it's they're new to it is this one of the sports where the sport coach should have just complete say in what goes on because you know people talk about high performance and strength coach planning practice blah 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 but like how do you break down technical tactical you know small sided games all these things that we've talked about on the show before yeah. Yeah. and our yeah. guests have but how you can't do that as a strength coach like you really have to lean on the strength the sport coach yeah big big rub in the figure skating world even in the hockey world a little bit the, the more technical the sport hockey quarterbacks right we do a lot of quarterbacks we work, work with a lot of nfl and successful high school quarterbacks we work with the more technical it is the more control i think you need to have as a performance coach and maybe monitor everything because there's a big big rub in the figure skating world between coaches that do not want their athletes sore on the ice do not want them fatigued on the ice because of all the technical and choreography that needs to be nailed and skill sets developed constantly because you have a small window. It's early specialization. So they're always complaining about strength conditioning guys. Strength conditioning guys are always complaining about you're doing too much on ice. They're fatigued. They can't get stronger. So 
you know, I partnered with the coaches and we were meeting constantly, like every day, every day meeting. I'd go out on the ice and watch them and talk. And so it was a big collaboration to get to get in an early specialization sport or high skill sport like quarterbacking. You, you got to collaborate. You cannot be a silo just kind of, you know, he needs strength. He needs rotator cuff strength. He needs hip rotation. I'm going to give him that, right? <laughs> yeah, and 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 then wish it's going to. I hope it's going to work. It takes if you really want performance. You want someone performing at their best. You're going to have to collaborate big time or take it over yourself and understand mm. all that. Mm. Like I said, Dan. You know, Dan. Some of the best guys in track. They get the you know grocery shop and cook the meal themselves, right? So because they control everything, and that's kind of the path I've taken and I've known Dan, you know, I've met him since the nineties, right? I was on the track in Oregon, you know, when he was coaching and stuff like that. So um it's kind of a you know, there's there's so many things to learn in this field. You know, I've got my model of, of performance that we look at, but <laughs> this is I was telling a, a younger strength coach this the other day that you know, by the time you learn about rehab, the time you learn about biomechanics, all the different training methodologies and, and contractions and jumping and, you know, all the ju- types of jumps you can give people and progressing all this stuff. And, and then you want to work on some psychological or tactical stuff if you're giving me that. Taking a quick break from the show to talk to you guys about our sponsor, Team Builder. If you have any online training platform needs, Team Builder is the go-to place. Team Builder has the ability to integrate with velocity-based training tools They have the ability to program and have notes and videos for all of your athletes and your clients. This is your number one stop shop. Been using it since 2019 when I was working at Towson. So I've used it, love it. Make sure you check it out. Go ahead, click the link down in the description. And with that, let's get back to the show. By the time you get comfortable finally doing that, probably time to retire. (laughs) Because <laughs> that's how <laughs> to, feel, to feel comfortable. Like I feel comfortable now analyzing an athlete, looking at the constraints of what might be limiting them. I'm going to take my best guess, and then and then and then you know, using the scientific method, test it, train them, retest it, train them, see if it's working, test their performance, and now it's getting close to retirement time for me. It takes you're that so long. right though. You really are. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you hit you the nail. Or, or you could go the other. Or you could go the other route and say. I get them strong, I get them healthy, and you do what you want with them, right? That's another way to look at it. I cho- I didn't choose that that path. I chose the other path. So, uh, you know, blending the the field, uh, excuse me, blending the figure skating and ice hockey world. What are, you know, we've had Anthony Donskoff on and, and did a presentation on biomechanical stuff for hockey. Um, you know, mm-hmm. for me to learn it better, and for our, our other listeners out there, like. I feel like everybody talks about groin strength or what are some just basic, you mentioned Dan, heuristics for figure skating, blending it into then, okay, this is heuristics for hockey, you know, your, your guiding principles. Well, power. <laughs> okay, power. Um, What's your you know, definition I, of it? Is it the true, you know, how, work in, in the amount of time? What do you? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and really you're looking at horsepower to curb weight ratio, really. That's what it is. I, I want to look at your power to body weight ratio. And I want to see how much power you can generate in different movements, right? And How are and, you measuring it? Uh, we can, I mean, we've got force plates. We've got all stuff like that. We can look at different impulse and, for, and power, propulsive power asymmetrical stuff and when i and i look at that i I think first my approach is i still honestly you know maybe a little more rare at the upper level that but i still build an athlete first 
I look at their athletic movements and how they move. Hockey players, when they first get off the ice, and this is a big knock that, that I challenge you know, a lot of a lot of hockey coaches or hockey trainers back east and stuff. Hockey hockey players can't sprint. They they run like retards, right? And I'm like, come see mine. I go, come see mine. They look like sprinters because I train them that way, right? They jump like jumpers, like volleyball guys and basketball guys because I train. It's important for us to build that athleticism, those traits of jumping, running, throwing, cutting. I still do that even with the elite guys. Jeff Moyer and I had a conversation. We were going to do a, an article together that said, because he came out and helped me with some of the elite quarterbacks that I work with. And, and you know, if you look at just pure athleticism, jumping, running, throwing, kicking, you know, cutting, and they suck at it. They're not great movers, right? And does that mean you're a great athlete? Because you're performing at a high level tactically and technically, but you're not that good athletically. Are you a great athlete? Or do you, do you consider someone a great athlete because they can do it all, right? They can do everything. They can run. They can jump. They can cut. They can do everything really, really well. Um, you know, one of our athletes that we've worked with for a lot of years is Bryce Young, right?